Hello and welcome to the Zero Percent Club, a podcast all about reviewing zero percent rated movies on Rotten Tomatoes. My name is Evan James, and I am joined today by Tom Budo, Chris Torres. Thanks, guys, for joining me. We watched the wonderful movie Super Babies, Baby Geniuses Two, the second film of the Baby Genius Cinematic Universe, also known as the BGCU. There are five films in total. Only two of them are considered canon, in my opinion. Just the first two, although somehow John Voight is in all five, which is incredible. We knew what? He's in all five? <laughs> he's in all five. Yeah, he's you in all five. See, you should see the trailers for the other, the other three. I think they reuse shots in all of them, and they're like, it's like pornography level quality Ugh. like just I, homemade <laughs> green screens and like it's these incredible. first two were the only ones to be in the movie theater is that correct yeah i think these are the only two theatrical releases yeah i think the, the others were straight to dvd yeah the others were like straight to dvd they, i think they were actually a, like a tv show like i think they came out like in episodes overseas like it didn't even happen in america but then they eventually came out on dvd in america I, I don't know how they did on DVD, but the movie itself had a $20 million budget, if you can believe it, and it grossed $9.4 million. That is... How much did John surprised? Get are you more surprised by the budget or how, that it actually grossed almost $10 million? Given that it's a sequel to a movie that most people know, I'm not that surprised it grossed that much. But you know what? I'm The first movie on Rotten Tomatoes got a 2%. <laughs> so we, we could oh. have done a double dip of uh we almost had a double dip on our show but evan you actually watched part one didn't you i did uh i felt like i couldn't watch this movie without getting some background information and let me tell you having watched that first movie it gave me absolutely nothing <laughs> there was there was nothing i like there's a there's a slight continuation of characters like for example the uh the father who runs the daycare in the first movie He's okay. not in this one, but his okay. brother is, and he runs also kind of the same daycare. You know, yeah, it's it's in the family, I guess. Is that it? There's no other uh, uh, nothing that carries over, or do you kids, want to save the spoilers? Two of the kids carry over. Okay, uh, we'll we'll get into who they were in a little bit. Uh, this movie runs a uh, tight ninety. Uh, it, it's an hour twenty eight minutes, of just you know, ideal cinematic length. That is beautiful. Uh, and it was uh, it was nominated for the twenty fifth Golden Raspberry Award for worst picture. Uh, got a got nominated for a Razzie. Nominated, but didn't win. Who won that year? I don't know. <laughs> I find that out for you though. So here's the here's something that I figured was pretty crazy. The director of this movie also made Black Christmas, which is one of the scariest movies I ever watched in my life in 1974, and made Porky's and everybody's favorite A Christmas Story that's played what? 24 hours on Christmas <laughs> every year. The director that's made The Christmas Story? He made A Christmas Story, and he also made Baby Geniuses 1 and 2. So, uh, so also for just the Razzies, it also got, which I must say I think is a little unfair given what he had to work with, John Voight got nominated for Worst Supporting Actor. <laughs> oh, you're right, he did. He lost, which... to, he lost to Donald Rumsfeld as himself in Fahrenheit 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> Which I gotta say, John Voight, I think, I think that's a little, it was, it's a little unfair. Wait, worst supporting he, actor set? He was a Britney Spears in Fahrenheit 9/11 as herself. Oh, he was the supporting Fahrenheit actor. Fahrenheit 
Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, who are they considering the main, like the lead in this movie? The, the who, who did John Voight allow to be a top bill over him? It has to be. Well, I don't want to like give the characters away yet, but it's got to be. It's got to be one of the babies. Yeah, I think the ba- babies definitely lead this. Uh, by the way, it lost worst picture to Catwoman. That's mm. fair. That came out that fair. Year. Also, uh, Surviving Christmas, Alexander and White Chicks were also nominated. The strong, strong. Uh... So, so wait, there's another bad strong movies, field. bad movie awards where John Voight got nominated, and this one I believe he deserves worst fake accent. John Voight got nominated for that. It's oh, really so bad. Worst screenplay. Oh, and your boy Bob Clark, the director, got nominated for worst director. But no, but nobody. The f- interesting thing is nobody ended up winning an award. It's only nominations, so they... Like you're, you're just not bad enough. If you guys watched yeah, Black know. Christmas, Porky's, and Christmas Story back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, and then watched Baby Geniuses too, I don't know if anybody would ever think that it's the same director, but here we are. I think it was a pivotal movie in the BGCU, though. The Baby Genius Cinematic Universe. It's definitely a pivot it, point in the, really in the franchise. Off. It really kicks off the, uh, the next level for the, the Baby Geniuses. The BGCU is incredible. <laughs> Well, it, it's a cinematic What's your universe? favorite cinematic universe? You know, you go, you got the Marvel one, you got Quentin Tarantino's one, you got the Miyagi verse. Look, this really paved the way. Like, they really set the tone for Fast and Furious, who, you know, it took them another 20 years to match and, and go to space. Like, the baby geniuses went to space already. And That's so true. Fast and Furious just did it. That's true. Something. The last baby geniuses movie got released in 2015, and it's called. Baby geniuses and the space baby. See what I mean? There you go. Pioneers. It's like the space baby from 2001 Space Odyssey. They went to space. All right, let's get into the plot real quick, if you guys don't mind. Yeah, Chris, take us through. All right, so the movie starts at the Berlin Wall in East Berlin, overseen by John Voight, actually playing Adolf Hitler. Well, John Voight said he based his role of Kane off of uh, Joseph Mengele, who uh, is a very famous Nazi doctor known as the Angel of Death, best known for his uh, his work in Auschwitz. So that's that's what Voigt was uh, really channeling in this film. Did you did you feel like he channeled that in this movie? Do you do you believe he had? It's truly unbelievable that it even started like this. It's not what I expected. We were but... texting each other, and and I think Evan watched it first, or no, it was Torres watched it first. It was just like you guys are not going to believe. Like how this movie starts. No movie should take a turn before it even starts. It like took a turn and just fell off a cliff immediately. I was not ready for it. I'm pretty sure you guys weren't ready for it either. Well, we got introduced to our our, our pivotal character Kahuna, who who just yes comes in where everyone expected in 1962 at East Berlin. You know, if you saw Baby Geniuses one, you knew this is where we're going. We're going to East Berlin in 1962. (laughs) We kind we kind of skip we kind of skip the real beginning just to jump to the East Berlin stuff. So it actually starts with the group of babies at the daycare center discussing the story of Kahuna and how he saved a group of ch- kids at the Berlin Wall. And there's like this really really weird fight scene. Then it just comes back to present day. Honestly, the best fight scene of the whole movie, in my opinion. There's two fight scenes that are very similar that we get to in a little bit. Yeah, so back in I present day, I agree. I mean, I th- I think they they that's probably the best fight scene for the kahuna in east berlin the, you know you have to uh you have to raise the stakes a little bit i guess 
So we get back to present day, and we we see that Scott Bale is also in this movie, and he is Stan Bobbins, who apparently is Dan Bobbins' brother, who is the brother of the person you mentioned from the first one, right, Evan? Oh yeah, yeah, Dan Dan Bobbins. This was an important tie-in. <laughs> so this is is this the only thing that really ties in besides the baby? Yeah, pretty much just two of the kids, <laughs> Sly Sly and Wit, I believe. Well, there you go. And so there's going to be a TV mogul named Kane. Who's also played? Who this is? Who's John Voight? But now in present day, he's no longer Hitler, and he wants to use the daycare center as a filming location. The babies get off into some mischief, and they get rescued by Kahuna, because Kahuna is just always there saving the babies. Now they have a babysitter named Kylie who helps them escape, and while they're running away, the, a disc falls into their bag. And then, oh no, into the stroller. And then there's a pursuit and there's another fight where Kahuna rescues them again. So Kahuna is just all over the place. He's climbing on ceilings. He's doing karate. (laughs) He's in this room. And then they end up in his secret hideout where he gives all the super babies superpowers. And all the babies have superpower names like Baby Courageous, Bouncing Boy, Cupid Girl, and Brain Boy. So this is what I'm asking you guys. Who's your, who's your favorite superhero baby? Oh. Oh, man. I mean, B- Bouncing Boy was, was fun, except for it, it seemed to be exhausting for him. He he did it like twice and then was like, oh, man, I need, I need some milk. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bouncing Boy was, was my favorite for sure. They also only use their powers for like, Five minutes of this movie total. They show him at the beginning. It, yeah, isn't that the part that is like all like? There's so many ridiculous things in this movie, but it's called Super Babies, <laughs> and you they don't use their super abilities until basically the end yeah, of the, the movie. The very end, the, the the final climax of the film, we finally see them use their powers. This is after my favorite part of the movie, where they I for, I forget why, but they get uh they they call uh celebrities and for some reason Whoopi Goldberg has like a cameo in this <laughs> yeah and they, yeah. they refer to her as whoop it's like hey whoop <laughs> followed by a very timely <laughs> reference of o town if you guys caught who oh, that wow. was the band yeah. o town yeah. follows whoopi goldberg i was wondering who that band was i was wondering <laughs> the mtv days uh, also like the whole time is kahuna uh immortal is he because he was in 1962, does he not age? I, well, I think we'll get into that later, no? Don't well, they he, kind of explain that? They, they, get, they went over you, that, right? You, they kind of explain it yeah. l- later. So, let me, yeah, let's get into it right here. I have, I have, I had a theory on that. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let me, let me throw some stuff out. You want to say your theory first, or you want me to do it afterwards? Well, so, let's, let's, because it kind of happens later on in the movie. We'll, we'll get okay. there. We'll get there. So, Kylie, the babysitter, starts talking to Zach, who's Kahuna's helper, at this secret hideout. Zach uh, explains that Kahuna's father was a scientist and that he made this potion. And then Kahuna drank it. And then now he's he turned into a baby. <laughs> yes. It, and the, this movie's so fucking dumb. Well, so he he drinks the. We're talking about how he is like, he's just a baby, right? Yeah. So he just drinks it at that age, whatever age he. I forget yeah. what age he is, like eight or something. Yeah. And then that potion just. So I I believe that he that he does age, but 
on the outside, you don't see the age because of the potion. He's, like, stuck in the body, but he's, like, he's getting older. He's older mentally. But it's not like a Benjamin Button situation? Yeah, he's older mentally. But he's not getting bigger. Yeah, so he becomes a super baby. He's, like, the James Bond of the super babies. Yeah. it's not a Benjamin Button situation, though. You think he's he's aging forward, not back. The guy, the guy, he's he's just he can do it all. Yeah. Okay. And then um, Kahuna's father dies, and oh, actually, Kahuna's brother is sees him and is upset that he got to drink the potion. Kahuna's father dies, and then Kahuna was put in an orphanage. He escapes, and then he goes around rescuing babies. The next scene. The disc falls out of the stroller that was that fell in there earlier from the orphanage. This disc is like a CDR, like rewritable disc that was very popular in the nineties. Like they couldn't find something fancier. It's just this disc that is just you know it looked like we used to make mixtapes on it back in like the nineties yeah. and early two thousands. It's a burn CD. It's a yeah. It's a there you go. It's a burn CD, and it. <laughs> It contains it contains like video clips of that this guy Kane is up to no good. So the plan for this disc that they found was apparently that he, he Kane was going to try to take over the world by hypnotizing people with this through this TV channel. So Kahuna comes and tries to stop it. He shows up in a helicopter. Then he gets caught. He gets kidnapped. And then all the uh, babies show up as their superhero form. And get into a big brawl at this headquarters. And then it's revealed that John Voight's character, Kane, was Kahuna's brother the whole time. And then Kahuna like tells him like that's all they need to do. They're good now to the babies, like they don't need his help anymore. And then he like leaves a stick for them. He then he he reappears and says, Hey, you're you're like a hero now and then flies off and that's the end of the movie. I mean, that's like the the big reveal, right? Or one of them that they're 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 related to each other. They're yeah, brothers. The big shocking twist. That's the shocking twist. It, I mean, I wasn't ready for that. Were you? No, no. I'm still no, not ready for no, that. No, I wasn't. Of I wasn't. The, I still. Of all the twists and turns this movie put you through, the, the last thing I thought was that Kahuna and Kane were brothers. Yeah, and and uh, we learned that uh, Kane Kane hates babies. Because he gets he gets turned into a baby at the end, and says, "quote Oh no, I hate babies." <laughs> I, I <have laughs> You're a, right. I, I I missed that. Taking notes on this movie, I have an out of context quote. I don't know it, it, that he said. That's just control the children, control the world. <laughs> <laughs> I have some out of context quotes as well. Like uh, as Genghis Khan once said, "The more, the merrier." Can I tell you what my favorite line in the whole movie was? Oh, what is it? So my favorite line in the whole movie is, what can I tell you? Little boys like their toys. I guess that's true. I also like how they say off the hook and this is the bomb, which is very <laughs> 90s, 2000. They're not even just bad 90s references in this movie. They reference Three Stooges, Popeye, Mary Poppins, and Casablanca. These are not timely references even for then. Yeah. Also, when, when they're walking through the uh, headquarters, Kahuna's headquarters, they're like astonished by these holograms. Like they've never seen anything in, in their life like this, but they're all supposed to be geniuses. They're all supposed to be baby geniuses and they're like losing their mind over seeing a fake hologram elephant walk by, which I thought was weird. So this is the thing, like you guys are, one of the things I thought was hysterical in the first fight sequence was that he essentially, 
they have the kahuna take steroids before the fight basically oh yeah <laughs> he chugs some like mystery drink and then just kicks everyone's ass yeah yeah he does do that yeah you have a baby you just have a baby just take just chugging steroids it's like Popeye's spinach man he just juices up <laughs> it's just yeah, this mysterious it, yeah, green super juice green. right he calls it the super juice it's a super juice <laughs> wait so was kahuna in part one uh no there was no really? kahuna in the first movie that i remember i feel like why does he have such a big part in this movie if he's not in part one yeah the whole first the whole first movie is just about their language and the Baby Genius Corporation, which is like the company that's like trying to develop the the baby language uh, and prove that not necessarily prove that there is a uh, secret language that babies have to communicate with each other, but it's all about that and the reveal that Scott Bayo's brother sort of remembers it and starts to starts to catch them talking. It's, it's ridiculous. It's there's a lot going on in this movie that I like. I want to know answers to, but I also don't want to know. <laughs> it just makes it. Better. I also want to like what Kylie was just. Kylie, the babysitter, was just fine with just running away and hanging out with these babies all day. Like it was no problem. She also just from the beginning is like these babies know something, man. <laughs> she's got a subplot though too of like her own thing. Oh yeah, well she yeah she's she has trouble uh, in the on the dating scene. Well yeah she she tries to ask out her like high school crush and she's holding homecoming tickets behind her. And as she's asking him out, he's like, yeah, I, I wanted to ask you this. Can you tutor me? She just gets curbed so hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor girl. And then even the guy that she, she ends up with at the end, she kisses him. And uh, like she goes, oh, because she like realized something else about this, the babies. And he's like, goes, you don't know what a kiss is? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. He said. I forgot about right. I never remember that. That was your. This was literally going to bring up my point of how many, um, just movie cliches are in this movie, just like this. Those tropes, like her being like the nerdy babysitter, like teacher person trying to win over some football player that's never going to like her, and then you have Scott Baio, who's the uh, the stereotypical husband workaholic who doesn't pay attention or respect his wife at all. <laughs> it's like they they don't they don't try at all in this movie and it's like impressive the level of not trying. So, I have a question. Did you guys at first think Kahuna was like a spirit animal or and these these babies were taking care of business themselves and that he wasn't really there Ooh. or did you think Kahuna was real from from the get-go? I I thought Kuno was real, but I like that theory. That gives this movie a level of depth I don't think it has. I thought Kahuna was real, too. Yeah, I thought it was fake at the beginning. I thought it was like the babies were trying to figure out a way to give themselves hope. And they're like, oh, well, this Kahuna baby did it, so we can do it. Interesting. Interesting. I, I like that. That actually gives this movie some sort of depth. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they thought about it that much. What? <laughs> I don't think they did either, man. <laughs> I do like it though. I mean, the baby jumped a, a Mustang over the Berlin Wall, so <laughs> anything's possible. <laughs> In the be- the beginning of the movie. Oh my god. Uh, fun fun fact: Kahuna is actually played by three different babies. <laughs> wow. That is that is a fun fact. Um, it's it's a pair of triplets, and uh, when I l- tried to look up uh, who they were. I found this amazing, amazingly disturbing BuzzFeed article called 
the triplets from Baby Geniuses are ridiculously hot now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they're like amateur hockey players. <laughs> Identical triplets. Yeah. I want to know why they... They had a $20 million budget, and they just used a, a regular CDR that they bought at a pharmacy. And they couldn't find the better one. Do you think that $19 million went to John Voight? No, I think $10 million went to John Voight. $5 million went to Whoopi Goldberg's two-minute cameo. <laughs> and Scott Bayo got what? Like Scott Bayo got four. Pills or something? <laughs> that, that brings up uh, one of my favorite uh, quotes. I want to go through some quotes uh, from critics. Uh, Sean P. Means from the Salt Lake Tribute asked, what incriminating photos do the producers have on John Voight? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if John Voight thought this was going to be a big time uh, franchise and he, he just has stake in it. And he's like, well, you don't have to pay me that much because we're about to be billionaires off this <laughs> this franchise. He must have something. He, like, I, w- I want to say he's got some sort of family member that's, that's running it because he keeps doing them. He, he just kept, he did five of these things. He, he did five of them. He's relentless. He can't stop. <laughs> Another quote, uh, Christopher Borelli of the Toledo Blade said, quote, I found this all profoundly disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joanne Kaufman of the Wall Street Journal said it was unspeakably ghastly. Oh, man. These quotes are great <laughs> uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Tim Brayton of Alternate Ending said, it was, quote, one of the vilest films of the 2000s. Some, some user reviews. Uh, Thomas L. gave it half a star and said, quote, I'd rather tear my skin off and eat it than watch this awful movie again. <laughs> so the audience gave it 24%. So they didn't hate it. There's a couple five-star reviews in there. Like Chris C. gave it five stars and said, fuck you, Rotten Tomatoes. This was excellent. <laughs> Uh, Braden C gave it five stars. Said awesome, better than The Godfather. Better than The Godfather. See, this is what, the twenty four percent can't actually be twenty four percent. I bet. I bet. Uh, John Voight also thinks it's better than The Godfather. Well, Timothy C, with my favorite quote, said, "This is why Angelina Jolie doesn't speak to her dad, John Voight, anymore." <laughs> I like. Oh my god! This one person, Jesse O, wrote. Whoever greenlit this movie needs to be put in, in all caps, more pain than the person who greenlit the original. <laughs> Jesse O wants, wants violence. Well, I like this one. JSADP985. It's a terrible movie. Very, very bad jokes and a bad plot. Straightforward. That's it. And that was one day ago. They actually one day ago. did this one day ago. <laughs> wow. <laughs> one day ago. Maybe we could plug our oh. podcast on here. <laughs> yeah, right? We might be able to. Gabriel Z said, Imagine babies vomiting on you until you drowned. That would be better than this movie. <laughs> the reviews are better than the movie, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's so good. Let's let's put our cards on the table. Do you think this movie deserved its 0%? Ooh. Um, yes, I do. I think it earned it 0%. This is the first one we've watched for this podcast. So, I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just being a little aggressive and there are worse movies in this one, but this is easily to date the worst movie I've watched. I'm, it, it eclipsed some other movies that I've seen <laughs> it, by far. It deserved, it, it earned its rating. I'm going to disagree. 
I don't think it deserved 0%. Interesting. I, it, it deserved a bad rating. What would you give it? But there was a moment. There was a moment I'd give it like a 10. <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm not going out of limb on this one, on this movie. But okay. there was a moment about 20 minutes in where I was like, this movie is incredible. Uh, this is a movie I want on at 4 a.m. with like six of my friends around. Stoned. With like a pizza. Yeah, a pizza and a ton of beers. <laughs> and this movie would be incredible. But then it kind of just, it, it just lost the steam. Like the opening scene with Kahuna in East Berlin is incredible. And it just really sets a tone that the rest of the movie does not live up to. They should have saved the East Berlin scene for the climax. Yeah, the climax of the film was was pretty boring. The whole the whole end of the film, yeah, it's just it was just a mess. The whole movie was boring. <laughs> yeah, but it started off strong. What do you think, Chris? What do you think, Torres? What do you got? I think Super Babies colon Baby Geniuses two deserves its zero percent. It was rough to watch, but. It was worth the one-time watching so that maybe if somebody ever listens to this podcast, they won't. <laughs> so if we could save somebody else from watching this movie, then I think it's good. We could also throw out there that we can't even find it on streaming. You can't even rent it on Amazon or buy the DVDs. We had to find a, a website. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we all have pretty bad viruses on our computer from watching this. <laughs> oh, I watched, it on my, I watched it on my phone. There's no other way to watch Just it. Just to be safe. There was no other way to watch it. We would have had to buy the VHS off eBay for $4. See, because the problem is I have, oh, the only laptop I own is my uh, work one. And I would be more embarrassed to tell them that I have a virus from <laughs> Super Babies, Baby Geniuses 2, <laughs> than like if I watch something actually bad on the computer. I'd love to see that. Like why? Why did you? Why did this computer brick, man? It's a two thousand dollar MacBook. Um, <laughs> you ever heard of Super Babies, Baby Geniuses too? <laughs> you ever heard of the BGCU? Do you know the BGCU? <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I almost wish that you can like just give a computer back. It, that's perfectly fine, and just tell them that this is why it's dead, just to see what what they would say. You were watching what? Make the poster the background of your computer too. I'm just looking at my stream of notes, my consciousness of watch when watching this movie, and I wrote four times. Like I truly can't believe John Voight agreed to do this movie, <laughs> and this was before knowing that he did all five. Adventure comes in small packages. Playtime is over. It's wild. It really is wild. I got like a, a philosophical question for you guys about about this movie. Okay. Maybe I just missed it. Why does this man think that if he controls babies or children through the TV that he'll have, like, basically world domination? He'll be, like, the supreme ruler of the Earth in the BGCU. Come on, man. Come on, Tom. Control the babies, control the world. Yeah. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> like, see, that's the why I have it at a 0%. There's, like, very minimal explanation. Why you don't need thinks. that. You don't need that. You control the babies. You control the world. They're trying to make a bigger, like, statement about film, TV consumption for children. And it just it fell so flat on its face. It was because it was so. It was like an afterthought. It was like the dude who wrote this movie, like, was like, "Oh yeah, my whole point to to begin with was children should play outside. I should I should like shoehorn this in at the end, like Kahuna." 
<laughs> that's, that's amazing. If you want us to review some more movies, make sure to share this podcast with your friends. Uh, give it a like, give it a download, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening. Have a good night. <laughs>